Hey nerds, this is Brad here to preface this podcast with an apology. Last week our audio file had some audio interference in it, and to remedy that I decided to remove all those glitches and replace them with me explaining what you missed. So again, our apologies and on with the show. Welcome to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan. To my left, oh James, I'm still alive. And my far left, Brad. And to my right, Aaron. Yay! This week it was a double feature. Yeah. We saw the girl with the dragon tattoo and the Adventures of Tintin, the last with the unicorn. Oh wait, they got rid of that. The Adventures of Tintin. (laughs) Yay! But hey, first we're going to do some real news. It's real news. Right, can we start over? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh man, you guys got anything? I do, the other, I have a couple things. Um, the cool thing I saw was because we went and saw a David Fincher movie. Is they interviewed David Fincher because he was uh, interviewed by Sony mm, to yeah. get the Spider-Man movies back in 1999 before they settled on Sam Raimi, and his original pitch was that he wasn't going to spend a lot of time on the origin. The origin was going to be told through a huge score in the first 10 minutes of the movie, like kind of credits-wise. Yeah. And then they would... Kind of s- like how they did the second movie as exactly. far as bringing you up to date. Exactly. And, uh, but he said then he was going to go into this relationship with Gwen Stacy, and then the Green Goblin shows up and kills Gwen Stacy at the end. Yeah. So that would be kind of interesting. I still hope that's what they it do with the new dark, one. sounds dark, that's for yeah. sure. I don't think she's going to die in this one. Well, she won't die in the first one, no. I think they're going to set up the relationship, and hopefully the end of the second one is a Green Goblin tossing her off a bridge. Yeah. Because then you'll have the guilt of Spider-Man trying to save her, and he catches her and breaks her neck. Yeah. And I I read that Stan Lee said that's what happened, so that kind of broke my heart. I want to see Emma Stone get her neck broken. I know, right? It's It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. (laughs) And uh, my only other little bit of news is the Avengers will be in 3D. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that happened this week. And that I, for some reason I just shocking. kept assuming that. Yeah, I, just, um, I thought that was Yeah, it's not beginning. that shocking, but the funny part is is uh, Joss Whedon said it's not going to be obnoxiously 3D. Yeah. But I'll, I'll probably I, see it yeah. too. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry Joss. pointing at the screen the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, so many movies are in 3D anymore that that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't even matter really. anymore. I mean, what movies aren't in 3D? I guess is a more yeah, bad. and it does. I guess epic movies. Girl it would. With the dragon tattoo, 3D. No, girl <laughs> oh, with the dragon tattoo. We do not see that in 3D. 3D. <laughs> uh, though those opening credits would have been cool in 3D. They would have been. Um, yeah, no, and it's it's not even. It doesn't even seem like a thing where I, I haven't seen anybody getting mad at Joss Whedon like yo, always such a sellout because he's making a movie in three D. That hasn't happened either because everybody understands. You know? Yeah, it, I think it's just part of probably the studio. Oh yeah, mandate now. It says, hey, you're gonna make an epic summer movie. That better be in three D. We yeah, want because the last that two, extra four dollars. The last two Marvel movies have been in three D. Yeah, it's not that shocking. Movie, you know, and the next one. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Well, well, this isn't exactly a Marvel movie. This is a Marvel Knights movie. And Marvel Knights are more dark. He's the darkest hero of all time, in case you guys didn't catch that in the trailer. <laughs> Do we actually know that, that that's not produced by Marvel? It's produced by whoever made 
the original Ghost Rider, right? Well, yeah, but they they tie it into the Marvel Knights. It's like the yeah. Punisher. Like right. the Punisher is considered Marvel Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Did uh, Ghost Rider? Yes, with a K. Yes. With a K. Marvel Knights sounds like ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, Nicholas Cage say every? cliche line in the trailer oh dude <laughs> and poorly he said them all poorly um, what was uh he's something about your, your i'm gonna my son i don't want your son to become the antichrist of, yeah. yes that was the best line <laughs> you oh, he was, uh well because she, she says something like you know i've everything i've never done anything good in my life except for him he's the one good thing i've ever done and she and then he says well let's just make sure that he doesn't turn into the antichrist <laughs> that's right it's a good line <laughs> and what about going back to hell or something yeah yeah, yeah well he's got one about like i'm just trading one demon for another, another yeah yeah so that movie's gonna be terrible the writer's but, gonna come out but you know what yeah. i'm gonna see february 6th ghost, ghost Rider: spirit of vengeance oh, absolutely <laughs> oh for sure i mean the truth is if crank 3 were coming out february 6th i would probably still see it i'd be pissed off but whatever those guys make, for some reason, I just have to find out how. Well, like I said, you know, be. earlier, I do think it's cool when you see like the Ghost Rider's jacket bubbling because it's hot. Oh, yeah. Like the character design's cool, but oh, it looks it looks way better than the first movie. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It just looks way better. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what I got. No, Eva Mendes. You know, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah, Brad, you got anything? No. She's good in the other good. guys. Uh, <laughs> I just got a couple little pieces of news. First of all, Bored to Death got canceled this week, mm, which I don't that's think true. were either of you watching it. Hmm. I wanted to. Oh yeah, um, that's why it's canceled. Me and Brad are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's on HBO. It was a show on HBO it. by Jonathan Ames. That was it was pretty fun. Though they got a little weird this last season with some incest stuff. Uh, but anyway, that um, sounds like fun. Yeah, the show the show was pretty good, and I'm, I'm gonna be sad to see it go. Uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis was on it. Um, yeah, and so Ted Davis. He was a yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Jason Swartzman's the main character who plays Jonathan Ames, and then Jack, Zach Galifianakis plays a guy who's a. He's a comic book creator who creates uh, Super Ray, who he, all of his power comes from his enormous penis. Nice. Uh, and then he crushes it. It's like he's I mean, like Elastic be, Man. Must be best his... based on my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another little bit of news: the uh, Buffy reboot is probably dead. Yeah, they, I did they read fired that. the they fired the writer. Um, I, I I love the release for it. They said she had a lot of good ideas, but n- they all didn't come out on page. I.e., your script your script is totally shitty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, which is good because yeah. that needs to die. Yep. Uh, Jaws is getting a Blu ray, finally. Yep. Uh, but it's not until August of next year. That sucks, but. Which is, yeah, shitty. And they, there's a fear. I don't think they'll do this, but it would be really shitty if they did what they did with Jurassic Park, where they release it with Jaws 1, 2, and Jaws <laughs> yeah, all five, Jaws six 3 in 3D. Well, yeah. well no, it would, just, it would just be the first three. And, you know, not you know. Jaws the Revenge? No. Not draws the revenge, but no Michael Caine's in that. No one, the one needs, at sea They World. kill the shark by <laughs> impaling it with a boat. No one needs to see that movie. And and uh, Mario Van Pebbles. Remember, uh, he falls in the water and he disappears, and then he comes back up in the shark's mouth. He's like, <laughs> "It's great! It's great!" Oh man, the shark it's... is able to single out the Brody family. I want. I want to be is able... the actual premise of Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, I want to be able to watch. Jaws, the classic, the brilliant first movie in Blu-ray, and not have to worry about the fact that I paid fifty bucks for it. But I heard they're gonna put Jaws 3D on 3D Blu-ray. Yeah, they are. I think I think <laughs> the fact that they released both those pieces of news at the same time is why people are afraid they're gonna release a, a box set. Um, if they released just the first two in a box set, I would buy that because the second one's not bad. Yeah, the second one's not bad. Chief I never Brody thought they'd it. release the Back to the Future movies individually on DVD and 
you know, six years later it happened, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right before they released them on Blu-ray and you bought the whole triple pack again anyway? Yeah. Wait, why? Do you not? No, I had the co- complete collection, but I like the packaging for the single oh, ones. So. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like... I think I, they had some extra stuff I think, too. I think Back of the Future 2 is shitty or some shit. No. Okay. I think they're all good. Good. <laughs> yeah. good. Otherwise, we'd have to stop anything. You're dead, McFly! <laughs> uh, and we got two trailers this week. Two big trailers. The first one is The Hobbit. Uh, which what? it's it's for the Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. Though it's, I don't think it's entirely clear whether or not everything that's in that trailer is in. Well, no, everything that's in this trailer is just in the first movie, so it's not entirely clear what that second movie is yet. Um, Wait, there, uh, Jackson. What? Two Hobbit movies. Oh. Fucking damn it. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't already know, like Aaron clearly didn't, Fuck. there are going to be two Hobbit movies. Shit. Um, <laughs> but it's not entirely clear yet where the dividing line is. Tits. Originally, originally Tits are a dividing line. Uh, the first one is called An Unexpected Journey, which is the name of the like second chapter, the first chapter. Um, and the the second one is called uh, There and Back Again. And An Unexpected Journey seems to at least tell everything through Riddles in the Dark. Uh, well, no, farther than that because it's got the spiders and stuff in it. But it's unclear whether or not it has the entire Smog story in it, which if you've read The Hobbit is the main storyline of The Hobbit. Um, originally what they said they were going to do is make The Hobbit in one, in one movie, and then a second movie consisting of little other stories that would tie all of the movies together. Thank now, God, I see that one. Yeah, I am less interested in a movie that is not... I, I, wanna, I want this to actually be a... Just like the Lord of the Rings, where there's a first half and a second half, and a, a, eventually you watch them both together. Um, I don't want, I don't want some weird made-up movie in the middle. But if it's good, I mean, I'm gonna see it anyway five times. But isn't there and back again like the alternate title too? Yeah. The Hobbit, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they made like, up the unexpected journey one. Well, how <laughs> yeah, long like is in, how long is the Hobbit though? It's 800 pages or something, isn't it? No. 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 I mean, it's it's the length of one of the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah, it's pretty big though. It's yeah. a big book. Yeah. Um, like a little shorter. That's it. I don't remember. There's a lot more. As long as Cirque's Domain is under construction, I have a book published by Nebulous Visions. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a lot less. There's a lot less dumb shit that you would cut out, like you know Tom Bombadil and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's a lot more just adventure. Yeah, stuff, I haven't read know? the book in years since I was little, so I can't even remember. Maybe that's why I think it's bigger because I read it when I was little. The truth cut off is, point bet. Cut off point bet when they fly off on a giant hawk. No, they never fly on, on giant hawks in the Hobbit. Um, the, the truth is, I think I'm slightly more excited for this movie than I ever was for Lord of the Rings. Partially because what's fun about the Hobbit is that it's not the, the weight of the world is not resting on this adventure. You know, like it's simply, oh, here's these fun characters and Gandalf, and we get to watch them like and adventure through the world. Yep, we get to see a little golem for sure. <laughs> It's um, kind of like Breaking Bad for Bilbo Baggins. You get to see him <laughs> <laughs> turn to the dark side a little. <laughs> know what the Hobbit is. Yeah. So it's good. I'm really excited. I think that trailer is good. Um, it just sort of gives you the the very opening of the movie, and um, it is. It kind of seems like it's a trailer of this is the scenes we've shot so far, and we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> this is true because I think they're still Are you on hiatus. Beer? Uh, no, I am drinking root beer. Oh. With a like racist the black bottle, crow man. on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who brought those? Joe Kempter. Oh, that's right. How nice of him. Real Nerds is brought to you by Birdman Barbecue. <laughs> and if you want some hey, Birdman Barbecue, Joe brought us some. So. I bought some of that. 
You did? Yeah, I went and bought some of the Ace Hardware, and I had this really awkward run-in with this girl that I went to high school with who was, like, telling me about how shitty her life was. Um, and I thought, well, that's, that's sad. I don't... So, but now, if You're you go like, buy, well, if you the go rope's over in aisle six. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you go buy some barbecue sauce from some Birdman Barbecue at Ace Hardware, you will probably not have the same experience. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I have, There's I have someone not, from your high school always waiting by. <laughs> I have also not uh, eaten any yet. But I own some. I tried some last night on a bratwurst. Is it good? Yeah. Are you contractually obligated to say that? No. (laughs) Counting money. Counting money. All right. And the other trailer? Uh, The last little trailer was Prometheus came out this week. And I just watched that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's got the... Brad, you've seen it. I think so. Oh. (laughs) What do you mean you think so? I I was clicking around and there was something with Ridley Scott introducing it and then... Oh, yeah. That was... This that was wasn't the trailer. This is, no, this is the first movie where the the trailer for the movie has teaser trailers. Like for the past week, they've been putting out these little vi- videos where they they cut together an interview with Ridley Scott and like tiny little clips and behind the scenes footage. Yeah, of I saw the wrong one. Making the movie, and that's not at all. This this trailer is really, an, uh, it's an actual trailer. It's got the it's got the original Alien score, the like yeah. sound behind it. You know. I know this how stupid some people are. I was reading, um, a, they said that it was the Inception trailer. Um, uh, the Inception sound, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, With the yeah. horns blazing, not even close, but. No. Um, and it's really cool because a lot of the, you immediately see how it's tied into Alien. Because, well, for one thing, you see a lot of little bits from Alien. You see there's a shot in the trailer of the space jockey rising up out of the floor and there's a a shot of that spaceship like it's clearly mm-hmm. that but like you know hey you remember earlier alien well a week earlier these other guys got there that's what it looks like um so it's pretty cool i'm excited there's gonna be some kind of space krill that eat through your bodysuits or something i don't know yep but it looks cool i'm excited and lots of falling spaceships yes yeah for sure cool that's news that's nice. news hey what have you been watching? I haven't watched anything this week because I've been really busy, but... I watched um, everything this week. Nice. Everything that ever existed? I what? Almost. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I've got a lot of things. Brad, you want to start? Um, yeah. Um, well, there's one I saw with you, so I guess we'll get to that. And what's the other thing I watched? <laughs> well, I, we can start... I just you like I, you go. Well, I'll start going and then you, you think. Yeah, you and I went and saw a young adult this week. Yeah. Down at Where the, the fuck was my phone call? Hey, I put it on Facebook. No, you didn't. I texted you in the morning. You're like, I gotta go shopping with my wife. Me. That's right. That's right. He <laughs> did say that. I don't remember that text. Anyway, I put it on Facebook, and then some people, Shauna complained too, and I was like, no, I put it on Facebook. Why don't I you think you asked Facebook? me what I was up to tonight, and I said I had to go shopping with my wife. You didn't tell me what you were doing. No. So, if I just wanted to hang out, you were like, I have an excuse not to hang out with you, but if it had been a movie, then you would have ah. been No, 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 <laughs> because you said, what are you doing tonight? So I had to go shopping with my wife. Said, oh, we're going to see a movie at this time. I said, oh, we could have probably finished shopping by then. I'll meet you at the movie. This is true. But I you never you followed guys... up my text with anything. I said, well, I mean, it's still my fault because I didn't text you either. Dicks. <laughs> so how was Young Adult? Real nerds minus a third. This <laughs> <laughs> is getting way too catty and inside. Uh, it was really good. Um, or at least I thought it was really good. You know, it's written by Diablo Cody, directed by Jason Reitman. The last time I was at the theater that we saw it at mm-hmm. was when I saw Up in the Air, which was kind of creepy. Hmm. Um, but I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, it's a it's a movie about a character that you do not like at all. Um, I don't think she has redeeming qualities. Most of the scenes she is in, she makes them worse by her presence 
Uh, and yet, and yet, <laughs> you saw Twilight, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is very much like Twilight. But um, there's, it, it, it's interesting. I've said this before on the podcast that when Jason Raymond makes movies, he, he he says that he likes to sort of investigate a question and for, that he doesn't know the answer to himself, and then try to find that through the movie. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but he kind of does that here, like. He's and it, it also kind of grows out of uh, up in the air. There's a theme of sort of female midlife crisis that's in up in the air that he was obviously fascinated by, but is a footnote in that movie. And I think it's very prominent in this one. Um, it's definitely I think worth seeing. Brad, did you? How did you feel? Yeah, that was all right. I I liked how her writing her book par- paralleled what was going on at the same time, and how she was yeah. manipulating her own situation into telling the books you're trying to write but she's just such an unlikable character that yeah. and spoiler alert it doesn't really like she doesn't i don't think you should say any i mean she i i, I what you were about to say was that she doesn't really learn anything and i don't think that's true yeah. i well, think i think that we watch her go through an arc and then some things happen that then at the end you feel like oh well maybe she didn't learn anything but i the experience that she had is still real and and so that may not you know, that's the thing. That's that question I was talking about. Is that that at the end, that you're not really sure whether or not she learned anything, but maybe, you know, maybe she did. Well, I think she or learned. Maybe we did. Just kind of accept things, but at the same time, it's just like you don't want that out of that, that person. Well, that's no, a great exactly. conversation, guys. What the mo- what is the movie about? Well, well, oh, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Uh, it's about um, she plays this horrible person who's mm-hmm. a, she's a writer. She writes young adult novels. And she, she moved goes, away from her hometown because she thought they all sucked, and she yeah. moved in this awesome life in the city. And in in Minneapolis, it's not awesome. <laughs> the but she has an apartment in Minneapolis, and she goes back to this little small town because she got a card from an announcement from her boy high school boyfriend saying that he and his new wife had just had a baby, and she goes back to town because she wants to have sex with him and break up their marriage. Yeah, I got that part. And what part does uh, Patton Oswalt play in it? Because I heard he's really good uh, in it. He, he is really good. He plays sort of the... himself, really. What? Like, <laughs> no, wait. is the nerd. No, that's unfair because the guy he plays is a guy who in high school got beat up because everybody thought he was gay. Um, gay nerd, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does play a nerd, <laughs> it's but... It's just regular nerd, right? Well, <laughs> Um yeah, no, he is really good. He's like he's another friend that she knew in high school that they run into each other. <laughs> she didn't know him. <laughs> well, yeah, he knew her because they yeah. lockers together. But right, yeah, um, well, I thought it was pretty good. So the house is divided on this one. Huh. I could have been the deciding vote, but I wasn't invited. <laughs> no, you weren't. I didn't invite you because you wouldn't have liked it, and then I would have been the minority again. <laughs> Maybe I would have liked it. I love those kind of movies. Like no, you probably you, you might really enjoy it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. By see. myself. No. What else did you see, James? <laughs> oh, I thought Brad was gonna go. Brad, what? Did you, what uh, did yeah. You while you were talking, I finally remember what the other thing is. I find I started watching. Actually, I finished the league up to season two. I've never watched a show. Is it good? Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah. Gonna, I, like I, I didn't get into it at first because I was like, oh, it's another shitty show that FX is trying to spawn off after, you know, Always Sunny, and it's about people playing fantasy football. Which I don't give a shit about, but I keep hearing good things. So I guess I yeah, fantasy football is actually just kind of like the backdrop. Yeah, like a lot of the episodes are actually just these wacky situations that it's sort of like how their friends. It's sort of you know it'd be like saying that always Sunny in Philadelphia is about a bar. Well, I've never seen Sunny in Philadelphia, so I can't oh. compare it. But 
but I guess it's about a bar and like, no, it's not about a bar. There's characters. The best analogy I can give is that it felt like I was watching Party Down. Like it has that same tone. Oh, really? where It's like really kind of fast paced humor. Um, characters oh. talking a lot and then uh, like kind of creative situations and then. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you have you watch TV while in a seizure. Like it's just there's things things move really fast and there's characters. It does talking, move really fast. Like the lights change. There's a lot. just joke after joke after joke. And yeah, I know. I know. There's not really sure. any dramatic moments. It's it's right. just all comedy. No, I got you. Yeah. Okay. At this point, James talks some more about Sunny in Philadelphia, and I close out with some more uh, unimportant comments about the league, and then I hand the ball over to James, where he starts to talk about. Uh, all his many viewings of the week. Uh, he apparently saw a lot of stuff, which you will find out in just a second. And that begins with Colombiana. That she's having sex with Michael Varton from uh, Alias. Alias. And at one point, he takes a picture of her while she's sleeping. And then, like, he's talking to his friend. And his friend is like, Oh, do you have a picture of her? And he shows her the picture. And then somehow that guy gets the picture and sends it to his other friend who works for the, like, for the police. So they can run a background check, and somehow that flags another thing, and then the cops are like, oh, and it's it's half a picture of her face while she's sleeping. And somehow then the cops immediately know where she is in the world. It's the worst. And then the movie suddenly, like, she just decides, like, oh, I'm up. okay, it's time for me to kill this dude. And she kills him, and that's the end. What? Just, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yep. Wait, did you watch the unrated cut? Because maybe that cut's better. I don't care, because that would just mean it was longer. Unless by unrated they just cut out major portions and then you cut see the end nudity. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. And I was really disappointed because I'm usually, you know, pleased by the uh, Luc Besson produced action films. You know, like Taken, pretty good. This movie, uh, <laughs> pretty bar, pretty bad. Like not, no. Anyway, you just talked about the opposite reason of why <laughs> <laughs> my feelings for Luc Besson. Um, <laughs> Dexter ended this week. Um, wait, nobody here watches Dexter, right? I was going to. I saw it. Oh, it was not, on Netflix for a while, not, but now yeah. it's gone. I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say I predicted what Dexter was going to happen at the end of this season a season ago. It's a little bit... It's a little unfortunate that they did something so obvious. And like, Entertainment oh, Weekly said it was the worst episode of this season. Yeah, it probably was. Not for Dexter, I mean for all of TV. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad. It was or maybe just that it's, I it's saw in the it top coming. five. It's one of them. Yeah, because the you know at this point there's not too many twists and turns they can put into the into Dexter's life, and so when you get seven seasons into this show, no, six seasons into the show, you can kind of see like, oh, okay, well there's there's only like one more thing they can do, and guess what, you know? So whatever, I'm gonna keep watching it because it means that next season will be really interesting, but. It, comparing it to season four, which was the season with John Lithgow, I mean that's this was kind of shitty. You know? like people are really critical of shows that are you know past their fifth season. It's like, um, what do you expect them to do? They're trying well, to keep it going thing. and keep their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, if it if it gets if it gets to a point where they don't really have a story to tell anymore, then it starts the show. Yeah. Um, and you have to do dramatic things to change the show so that people will stay interested. Um, and that's what Dexter's trying to do. Like, this thing that they're doing is really game-changing, but it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, we're we're used to you guys giving us twists, and this is the last one you have. So, um, 
The truth is, without watching that show, you could probably tell, you know, get, I could give you three guesses and you could tell me what happened. Um, anyway, uh, I also saw House of Lies because it, it's a new show from Stars or H, you know, Showtime, I think, that I only watch because it has Kristen Bell in it. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, Don Cheadle talking at the camera and explaining how his job works. And I don't, give a shit about how his job works or him. Hey, he's from Colorado. Yeah. No, I like Don Cheadle. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that him is in this movie. <laughs> but, uh... Is it anyway. a TV show? Yeah, it a it's a TV show on Showtime. I, I was just saying, because you said it, I'm disappointed that him in this movie, and I... Oh, yeah. yeah. Movie. <laughs> I, I am disappointed that him in this show. <laughs> yeah, him in this uh, show. <laughs> and then the last thing was Cars 2. I saw Cars 2, and... You that said you were never going to see that movie. Did I say I was never going to see that movie? Yeah. Oh, well, well James I, is, I was say... mad at us that we forced him to see that movie. No, no, no. no, no he wasn't didn't there for me. Yeah, I know. I mean, that what, we said it was good. What oh. forced me to see the movie was that the end of the year is coming up, and I knew that Rango was going to be on my top 20 list somewhere, and I felt like it would be unfair for me to call that the best animated movie of the year if I hadn't even seen the Pixar movie this year. And man, I did not need to see the Pixar movie this year. <laughs> it, my expectations for that movie were low. <laughs> And I fucking despised it. Like, how much of that movie relies on the most cliche old storyline of like, oh, he's they they think he's a spy, but he's not, and he keeps telling them he's not a spy, but he he's really they don't get it. It fifty uh, percent of that movie is stupid fucking Mater trying to tell them like I'm not a spy, guys, and then they don't get it because they're British. I don't. But, but the thing is, the twist is that they're all cars. <laughs> and airplanes and trains and no that ah. okay nerds what you're missing at this point in the show is james going on and on some more about how he just can't get into cars 2 and he explains a little bit more of the story points that he doesn't like and uh his total total disdain for it and so like they're at odds and then he's got to save the world to save his friendship or something like it was just so stupid i would just when I compare it to the other Pixar movies, it's like, it's so below even a DreamWorks movie. Okay, what you're missing right now is James is still explaining why he doesn't like Cars 2, and then he starts to compare it to one of his favorite animated titles, How to Train Your Dragon, which triggers me to remember that I actually watched that movie earlier in the week. Um, then I tell him that I actually watched the last half of it, and then he tells me that I need to actually watch the whole thing before I make my comparison. But what I failed to explain to him is that I can pretty much figure out the beginning of that story without watching it because, let me guess, the kid grows up in a world where there's a lot of prejudice against dragons and then he has an encounter with a dragon and then his perception of dragons has changed and then he tries to bring that back to the village. His angry, prejudiced father, who has grown up in a world hating dragons, can't make the change and so it becomes that boy's quest for the rest of the movie to get the villagers to accept dragons. Did I get it? All right, let's move on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe, at least at least I sat through Cars two. You need to sit. Cars two I is will... a beautifully animated movie. It is, but you haven't seen Rango. Yeah, actually, yeah. I did miss out on that. Rango. Oh I mean, here's the thing. Rango. You know I'm gonna go rent it at Redbox, and then I'm gonna come on here and say the Rango shit. No, by all means, if you don't like, because here's the thing. Just kidding. Rango. Rango like. The way that movie is written is a little weird, and the comedy there is very specific, and so it may not be for everybody, but it is the first movie that, it's the first 
fully animated ILM film. And so that movie is absolutely beautiful. Like, the characters are still stylized the way that you would expect a movie about, like, you know, cartoony animals to be. Mm-hmm. But the attributes of those characters are realistic. So, like, when there's a guy who's actually a mole, his mole nose looks like a mole nose, but it's on a stylized cartoony figure. It's it's amazing. I mean, yeah, well, I, I want to check it out. Mango, I started, I was like, this is amazing. But I started to get angry at whatever Disney Animation Studios is called now. Yeah. Because, like, everything that they have put out is so shitty and just sloppily thrown together. And I just got so angry because they have so much money and they're just like, whatever. What, what does it look good? Oh, my God. Tangled. But, like, the fucking terrible rendering and Tangled made me physically angry at that movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen Tangled, so I can't see uh, it. It doesn't look so bad, like, on a smaller screen, but on, a, like, a movie. Are you just yeah. talking about Tangled? I'm talking about Tangled. I'm talking about um, Princess and the Frog. Is amazing. Is the, has such sloppy animation. No way. Oh, my God. I agree. There I didn't like. Them. I did not like Princess and the Frog. Really well animated, but like Tiana and Prince Sabine, they, I don't know. Did they make a character sheet for those characters? I don't think so because their faces move all over the place. You write a letter to John Lasseter then. Wow. I agree. I, I disagree. But, I'm, you know, yeah. I haven't seen either of them. Can't make a judgment. I'm starting to not yeah, like John Lasseter just because they're like girl movies, so they didn't spend as much money on them. Oh shit! They're having a meeting. Now, they're, they're like, they're right, really this getting... is a movie aimed at girls, so don't try as hard, guys. <laughs> you got it, Chief. Movies aimed at girl, like movies aimed at girls, make way less money. So I don't know. This is true. Kind of held back on that because, like, I saw what is it? Um, Twilight. Meet the. Lawyer. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Disney Animation Studios. Meet the Robinsons really is great. Well it's also CG. Yeah. And, ta- and well, wait, is Tangled? Mm-hmm. Tangled yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Disney Animation Studios. Or yeah. And uh, Winnie the Pooh was amazing. Winnie the Pooh is you gotta put in a different league. I mean, because that that they're dealing with. They're dealing with classically designed characters. And yeah, but it's still, you animation. still have to make it fresh. When, like, no, they do I a whole um, bit in, even in The Princess and the Frog, when she's singing about trying to get out of where she's at and the animation changes to stylize and stuff. It's amazing. That's really amazing. There's yeah, like, that sounds, yeah. There's Princess, Princess and the Frog that are amazing. There's that, and there's a couple of characters that are gorgeously animated. But the main characters, they're just like, whatever. I hated that so, movie. I love. I've never, movie. I've never said this to Ryan because I'm afraid because I know he loves it, but I hated that movie. Yeah, you can hate it. Halfway through, right? I was just like, I want to turn this off. When they turned it, and I was watching with my family. I cannot stand like. Yeah, you, you. That's. I meant to say something about this, but because you purposely don't go see movies with animated animals, and yet you saw Rango. How did that happen? Well, I've I rented Rango, but Rango's amazing. It is. So, it is gorgeous. so you're anyway. saying stuff like The Lion King's not good? Aaron, we used to be friends. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a point where... There's a chronological there's one. A, there's a saturation point for me with animated animals, and then... So I it's really not the animation, point. it's just you personally. No. Hold, on, hold on, And here's the thing. I can sympathize with you there, because tonight we all had to sit through the trailer for Madagascar 3, <laughs> Europe's Most Wanted. Got, what the shit was that? I got second animation. 
Oh, it was the worst. I'm pretty sure the plot of that movie is we have to catch the penguins because they're more fun than we are. <laughs> that's literally... That's exactly how they well, they have their own tra- show on like Nickelodeon. My little it's, nephew oh, loves yeah. that show. Yeah, that's the thing is that those the penguins really took off because they were the only fun thing about the first movie. I don't remember the first one at the, all. Well, the first movie there is a scene where the penguins go, "You didn't see anything," and they wash their hands in front of you, and that was cool. And then for some reason they. <laughs> you know took what I think's funny about those movies though is that. Uh, that song I like the way you move it uh, is like the longest running joke for a 10 year old cartoon I've uh, ever seen it's the worst and it's, it's or it's not it's, 10 it's like it what, spawned this whole thing of having animated kids movies where there was a dance sequence for no apparent reason yeah like Madagascar may not have been the first but it was the one that oh Shrek was the first was, one yeah Shrek's end credits or whatever yeah. oh I guess that's true but I think Madagascar it happens in the movie. Oh, it does. It's like yeah. right in the middle. I, I don't remember yeah. that movie. I only remember that I can forgive it's end credits. Stupid, you know. Like there's a dance sequence at the end credits of Slumdog Millionaire. That's that's different for me when it's in the middle of the movie for no reason. Just like hey, yeah, we know this movie's getting boring. So I don't know some singing lemurs. Oh yeah, that was just embarrassing when they had chris rock as a zebra oh. rap or singing afro circus or what the hell was he singing <laughs> oh in this trailer yeah circus circus afro no it is it's chris rock but see yeah. if i was an actor and they kept on making those movies like well here's 10 million dollars to come in and do this part oh, yeah, okay oh, i would totally do it <laughs> yeah. but if i were a writer or an animator i would be extremely embarrassed every day i go to work just think of the animator like, oh god <laughs> or the Patton oswald yeah, bit where they right. have uh <laughs> they call him in to punch up the script for computer animated movies and they don't let him change the scene just say funny things off screen <laughs> oh man anyways well, that's so, everything I've seen yeah I, it means I broke I broke 60 movies this week wow yeah we've yeah. seen a lot I thought in one week wow yeah that's pretty no impressive. no no I mean as far as all of the movies I, see, I saw this year so I guess we'll start with the uh, first movie we saw tonight are we going to say what we thought about both first and then... I was going to do it like how we normally do. I'm going to say, what do you think of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Then we'll talk about The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Then we'll go into Tin Tin and then... Okay. Stuff like that. Does that work for everybody? Sure. You're the boss. That's right on the boss. You okay. listen to me. So, Brad, should people go see The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? He was all right. James? Um, yes. With the caveat of you had better know the content you're going into. Um, I think it is if if it appeals to you... And yeah, you should definitely go see it. But there's some rape. There is, and that wasn't a joke this time. Today, no. having seen the rape, not nope, no, just hey, it's, it's bad. Fuck, there's some rape in this movie. Um, I think people, I, I liked it. Mm. it was, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um. So hey, here's the girl with the dragon tattoo trailer. She's one of the best investigators I have. But? She's different. Uh, in what way? In every way. Something wrong with the report? Anything you chose not to disclose. He's clean, in my opinion. He's honest. Her credibility isn't dead yet. Mine is. He's had a long-standing sexual relationship with his co-editor of the magazine. Sometimes he pleasures her. Not often enough, in my opinion. No, you're right not to include that. I need your help. You come stay on the island. A way of avoiding all those people you might want to avoid right now. 
You will be investigating thieves, misers, bullies, the most detestable collection of people that you will ever meet. My family. This is Harriet. Someone in the family murdered Harriet. And for the past 40 years, has been trying to drive me insane. Those are from her, and the rest from her killer. You failed to adapt to four foster homes. Arrested twice for intoxication, twice for assault. How many partners have you had in the last month? And how many of those were men? I should have control of my money. And you will, once you learn to be sociable. Why don't we start with me? You know what to do. I can't find something you've been unable to find in 40 years. You don't know that. You have a very keen investigative mind. You were here that day. A terrible day. Searching and finding. I never found the body. Was it spontaneous? Was it calculated? Did she know something? Someone wish she didn't. The last time I reported on something without being absolutely sure, I lost my life savings. I need a research assistant. I know an excellent one. She did the background check on you. The what? You don't think we could hire just anyone for something like this? It's Mikhail Blomqvist. May I come in? We need to talk. Hey, hey, who do you think you are? Put some clothes on. Get rid of your girlfriend. Can I call you Elizabeth? I want you to help me catch a killer of women. I've got absolutely no idea how they're connected to the death of a 16-year-old girl. Don't you need to look over these? I got it. It's better to look at what I am about to show you on an empty stomach. What are you doing? Reading your notes. They're encrypted. This. Rape, torture, fire, animals, religion. Am I missing anything? The names. I may have some. Nobody likes people poking around in their lives. Everybody knows why you're here. Someone killed her. Someone on the island that day. If a woman approaches any beast and dies with it, you shall kill the woman and the beast. These people are insane. Soon you will know us all, only too well, with my apologies. opening credits for the movie were really cool where it was the immigrant song and you had no idea what was going on but then i remembered she was a hacker and they're kind of like telling her story through these girl made out of ink yeah Yeah. like these unusual it was a and it was kind of an unusual opening because like the pre-credits uh scene you're like what the fuck is going on and then it goes into and yeah and chicks popping out of the computers and it looks it, it's but it's really cool it's very reminiscent of a james bond opening yeah yeah yeah, which yeah. this movie has daniel craig in it so it was like <laughs> oh this is this is a james bond movie but way darker yeah oh man i guess it did have a james bond opening yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i mean because yeah, it's the same cool. like i kept expecting there to be like dancing naked chicks made out of oil which would be very the world is not enough but um what, what i thought was interesting about the movie Though, is it kind of seemed there was four movies in it. Yeah. Where, you know, the opening, he's being disgraced. And then you have the side plot of Lisbeth's character and what she's going through. You really don't know why she has to go see this guy to get money. 
And then you have the people on the Swedish island randomly yeah. talking. And then it goes back to Daniel Craig with his, his daughter. And then it goes to Elizabeth doing something. It's, it's really uh, a whole bunch of things kind of going very on. clearly a novel. And yeah. you know, they're, they're, I would expect, trying to stay fairly close because it, it, it plays out that way where you've got a couple storylines going at the same time and then eventually they all cross over and yeah um, I think it's done fairly well there's definitely so there's definitely a point in the Elizabeth story now here's where we talk about the graphic rape scene in the movie which we all agree is uncomfortable to watch and then James explains how Elizabeth and Mikkel work together as a team according to the story but actually you're watching them kind of solve the mystery separately and then Ryan explains how cool he thought the character Elizabeth was and how the movie does a good job of warming you up to her as it unfolds. We, we were talking about this last night. Uh, I definitely think that the movie does a good job of changing my, at least my perception of her throughout the movie because at first I think it, it feels very much like she is this sort of pitiful kind of character that you know she's crazy and she could break people, but you don't see her being empowered until at a certain point where she she's really good at certain things and then she's able to come and save the day and you see her get that confidence back but um but i thought the movie was really um interesting though the one that the only problem i had with the movie is i knew who the killer was right away yeah, uh, that's well I, I, I guess yeah. not i mean i guess there's technically two of them but i knew it was um that dude that dude right um because it's just it's the it's the yeah it's it's a typical you know oh he's the nicest guy in the room the nicest guy in the room exactly they're all crazy but the the most sane guy who has the nicest house who's willing to help the most yeah it's also worse than that because it's why i said this isn't really a mystery movie it's a thriller because it's also okay there are two well-cast characters on that island one of them is the guy who hires him and one of them is stellan skarsgård who lives in a house on a hill like He's, you're you're immediately like, oh well, they 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 the obviously cast him, they, yeah, they obviously cast him because later on he's got to do a scene where he's like, I'm crazy, you know, like you you kind of know. It's not like Murder on the Orient Express where they cast twelve different people and they could all be really great or Clue, you know, yeah, well, yeah. well Clue, <laughs> I'm just kidding, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, th- that's the only problem because other than that, I thought the movie was really cool. I loved how they. Uh, you know, she was the hacker, and he was kind of the old school. I'm um, using the pictures to figure out what's going on, yeah. and she used her ability to, you know, gather information and use it in the interwebs to solve it. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool little difference, different like a yin and a yang, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Brad always looks at me like I'm a dipshit. He's just in there going, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> What did you think, Brad? Do yeah. to, how do you want me to react? I, I don't because I don't know what you're trying to say. You're stuttering through the last part there. God, the stupid wire. <laughs> I know, Stop poking I, I the wire. Yeah, I didn't know how to describe it. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Brad, what did you think about the movie? Um, like I said, I thought it was all right. I thought it was stylish and cool to like watch. But there's so many scenes of just exposition, like people explaining things. You know, there's not... There's a little bit of detective work that's shown through like montages, but when it comes down to it, it's just like go to that guy, talk to yeah. him, see what he knows, talk to that guy, explain this. It's just like there's no, you know, this item connected to this and for sure. Um uh what else? The um, 
I thought the the way he solved the photo thing was cool. Like it's yeah. a good uh, when they actually show actual detective work. The way he animated the photos, I'm like, wow, what that that'd be a cool, just like real life detective thing to do is to take a series of photos and be able to watch. You know, I ne- just never thought of that. And then, um, yeah, the uh, Elizabeth is a cool character, but um, what's the other thing I was gonna? Oh, the pacing was so weird because the very beginning, like they rushed through everything. And then in the middle of the movie, everything slows down to like a normal um, investigative pace. And then there's like that scene after like everything's, you know, the bad guy's dead. And then she goes off and like implicates the guy who (laughs) was referenced in the beginning of the movie. And it's like she has all these other attributes that you didn't know. And they're all compressed into like what, five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. But remember, she she did that for, sorry, uh, Mikkel because she loved that guy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I don't know why she did it, but it's just like... Do we? Did oh. that need to be part of the movie? No, really? I agree. I agree. When it when it started happening, I was like, okay, this is a. It's like we're okay. We're moving into a a fourth act, and I don't I don't understand why it's here because especially that's it's her. It's sort of the payoff to this early thing about you know him being you know accused of libel, which was not a real strong storyline at the beginning anyway. So to have that so strong in the end, I was like, well, this is weird. Why is this here? And then when we got the payoff for that about. You know, well, she gets all this money and she's she's kind of in love with him and that's why she's helping him and then she buys him the jacket and then sees him and is like, ah, like that sort of downer ending that I was like, oh, okay, I see. You wanted you wanted to sort of turn what was what felt like a thriller into this character piece and I don't I don't think it works 100. Um, percent I feel like yeah, it's weird. She is not as strong of a character as she should be, as, as especially being that. I've heard so much about it that I feel like, oh, I should really think that she's just awesome, but I, I feel like I don't know her well enough. I think, and you know, she's it's a it's a symptom of her being this sort of secluded, um, introverted kind of a character. But uh, yeah, that that whole fourth act just doesn't it doesn't quite work. Um, but the thriller before it, cool. Yeah, that's really? what I'm saying. The I pacing think... is like you got this, yeah, the thriller storyline in it. Yeah, I agree, but I, ramps up really fast. Like, what are the, uh, like they're putting all these pieces in place, and it's not until what, like, forty-five minutes in that Daniel Craig actually starts investigating the uh, murder on the island, and then I don't know if it's that far. Hi, Laura. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that's kind of the. I, I don't know. Maybe I like the movie more than you guys, but like, you I did. thought, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the point of um, her character one because remember she was investigating him because those guys hired. Him knowing he was disgraced, yeah. Give, basically giving him an offer he couldn't refuse, and you know helping buy part of the magazine so he would seriously, so he'd have to do it, and uh, and then I like the end part where you know she was even talking to the guy she took care of through the state to get her money or whatever she got her money <laughs> legitly, and oh, yeah. you know she said. I found a friend and I really like him and you could tell the guy even peaked interest at that point and then she basically risked everything taking money from him going out there rewiring accounts to get this guy basically murdered for him and then it's just a way of yeah. saying that she loved him I, I enjoyed it it's really I, cool I don't disagree I just I was agreeing with Brad as far as when that was happening I was like why is this in this movie? What what's going? Like, are they setting up another movie? What's going? And then when we got that ending, then I was like, oh okay, I got you. Now it's yeah, worth, now it's worth. That's it. what makes me wonder if he's that reporter's in the second movie. 
Yeah. Or the second book, I guess, because I guess they have made a second movie in Sweden. No, they haven't. Um, They've made all three in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. The girl played with fire. Is that the next one? Yeah. And the Hornet's Nest is the last one. I, I don't even remember. I have no yeah. idea. Obviously, the chronic how it, they go. It gets like weird, crazy soap opera by the time you get to. Oh, good. I don't want that. Hornet's Nest. Uh, um, but still, I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of we, hmm. unusual that Fincher always kind of does these kind of movies. Yeah, and this out of the three, I think this is still the weak. Like between well, this yeah. and Zodiac and Seven, I think this is still the weakest. But um, you know, it's cool for him to do it. But I think Zodiac kind of had the same um, thing at the end. The end too. Yeah, Zodiac where it is kept the movie on. Most people don't like because Zodiac, but I like Zodiac because the performances in it were amazing. Oh, absolutely! But at a certain point, when it becomes so obsessed with like how how this mystery is destroying this guy's life that is not i think what people went to that movie for they went for like oh we gotta catch this guy kill mm-hmm. people you know um so i mean that movie has its problems too but that one i think is so much more of a character focused piece mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm i'm hooked on that one whereas this one is like oh yeah it's a fun thriller but so not uh, do you know if are they going to film the other one like immediately i i, I don't even know if they is Fincher going to do them all? I can't or? imagine Fincher doing them all. Yeah. I mean, I th- yeah. People have sort of talked like he's going to, but I don't know if that's going to happen. It'd be great. I think he should do them all, but I mean... I think he should do... Uh, well, especially well, if I he could do, well, like, you know, every other style. year for the next couple of years. Um, but... Because the only one I know is that Rooney Mara, she did sign on to do all the movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because, you know, I, I think I talked about earlier how... David Fincher had it uh, before he offered the part. He made sure she knew exactly what she was getting into, because he it made is her go and get piercings and all. You know. Yeah, and you know the the rape scene is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it got to a place. Uh, apparently, it's almost ten minutes in the Swedish version, which makes me not want to watch that. But like in this movie, it, right about the point where I started feeling like, okay, I started questioning whether or not it was becoming unethical filmmaking. It was about the point that it was over, and I was like, okay, all right. You know, you felt like you had to do that, and now we can move on. Um, and now we're back to talking about the brutal rape scene, and then Aaron starts to explain this Swedish version. Michael Nyquist's character's name. M- Michael, but Swedish. said in Swedish. Swedish. Swedish Michael. No, Swedish no, really. Swedish journalist man. It's like Michelle. Michelle. It's Mikael. Mikael, yeah. And then, like, it starts out with him, and then it... You sort of are introduced to her, and then it becomes about her. Basically. Yeah. And then he's just kind of there, doing, putting stuff together. It do, I I would definitely say that it doesn't feel you like that. I mean? It feels like it feels like two separate stories happening at the same time. And then as it goes on, it as you get into like girl who played with fire and girl who kicked the hornet's nest, it gets more and more about her. About Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I more mean, um, okay. We know that like part of her the deal with her character is that she is a you know she's had a shitty life and in this little story she gets raped twice and um and we're sort of seeing how that how that leads into sort of her relationship with him, um, but if they didn't show the rape we would still know she got raped the question is would we would we still understand the facet of her character even if we didn't sit through that you know like at what point 
At what point does it begin to revel in the fact that it's showing us something really horrible? Oh, I don't think it revels in it. In fact, my interpretation of it is, you know, she went there expecting, you know, just to give oral sex again. And then when he crossed a line, then she crossed a line. And it's just showing the the, the power of her character that she wasn't going to put up with that. And and that's what I interpret it as because I, I think to show the rape scene i I mean you can say it's gratuitous but it's you know it's also i I think it's a defining moment in her character where she's not going to be pushed around anymore i got you and that's how i interpret it and 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 i i I would say i probably agree i was just saying that about the point in the movie where i started going like okay you gotta not do this anymore because otherwise i'm gonna have a problem with this it's about the point that it ended yeah and i think you're supposed to it it goes it goes right up to that that line and then backs away yeah, and hopefully you feel uncomfortable in that scene oh yeah <laughs> you know no, what i mean it's, it's pretty horrible <laughs> i hope I no mean, one goes to that movie like you know you gotta see some ass and uh yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and um, you know brad pointed out symbolism the cat killed that was in the shape of a swastika that yeah. i didn't notice it i did not after he said that i'm like it was in the shape of a swastika. swastika i noticed that like its legs were broken in weird places and i was like why did they break the legs off and move around oh and if oh, my wife saw that she would be crying yeah i totally was thinking like oh, oh she, Poor she, Laura. Can't, she can't see this movie now um but oh, i i thought it was pretty good I have, like two questions so how often is it re- how often is it revisited because part of the rape yeah, oh God, uh, she, gets, on this. she gets raped. She gets raped, <laughs> well, no, just, and then she goes back to the movie. rapist, shows him the video, and is like, "Hey, I will show this to people if you don't shut your mouth." And then she tortures him for a while. Okay, so it's like she tattoos it. Tattoos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is a rapist pig. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What was the other thing? Is she supposed to bring it up again? Well. You were just people you were just keep, asking. Does people he keep finding it? People keep finding that tape and like watching it. So you keep you keep seeing the it. shit. No, that is no. not in the American no, version that of this movie. That doesn't happen. That doesn't need to happen. And I don't know if it only ha- if it all happens in Dragon Tattoo or if it just oh, okay. keep finding it across. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. sounds some kind. Of, so. That sounds like a like a weird messed up Marx Brothers routine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I found it too. No, 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 no. I feel like she would keep that somewhere safe, being that she is a hacker. She can hide. She can hide things well. <laughs> she, <laughs> she like she, keep, like she keeps it. it on her mantle place. I think it might be in the. I think it might be in the. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Like, people just keep finding that shit. She burns it on a disc, and it's just. <laughs> leaves it her house. No, you know what? If you have video of you getting raped, you keep it very, very secret. <laughs> just saying. What an unusual conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Do you this, keep it? This movie, you, man, this movie. And delete it, James. No. Well, <laughs> if, you're, if you're using it for blackmail, you have to keep it. So, the truth is, you just fucking kill that dude. Like, if she has as many skills as she well, has. Well, she had to wait till he signed over the money to her. And she had to keep on saying that she was, Oh, know, that's right. Behaving yeah, if, properly. If he were writing bad letters about her and then he disappeared, that would probably be bad. <laughs> <laughs> then it'd be the girl in the insane <laughs> asylum. <laughs> <laughs> the girl who imagines a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, That's not spoilers if I say something and you confirm what I said. <laughs> That's just like, oh, guess what you just guessed? The end of the last book. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Anyways, hey, you know what was a lot more fun? The Adventures of Tintin. Brad, should people see The Adventures of Tintin? Sure. 
Sure. A- that's like a yellow light. Oh, I'm sorry. Was my verdict not good enough for you? <laughs> no, that was like the old dude on Channel 4. He had the red light not to see it, the yellow light maybe, mm-hmm. the green light to go. The sure is a yellow light. I told you that my wow. system. I don't, I'm not for like the like one out of five or you know one out of ten. I think it's too much. It's just like I liked it, middle ground, hated it, you know? That's my system. So this yeah, is middle know. ground? Yeah. So why'd you hate this movie, Brad? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, James, <laughs> James. I, I, no, absolutely. Uh, I think it's the closest to a really fun Indiana Jones kind of adventure movie since The Rocketeer. I will say it's fun and you should go see it. Yeah. Ago, secure the cargo. A power that could have changed the course of history was lost. Generations have searched for it. Snowy, look at this. It was long claimed the ship was carrying a secret cargo. But no one has found a clue until now. The model ship conceals a clue to one of the greatest secrets in all history. I'm warning you. Get out where you still can. These people do not play nice. I will find that ship, with or without your help. Thanks. I'm Tintin, by the way. Haddock. Archibald Haddock. Someone's locked the door. The key, Snowy. Not the sandwich. The keys. How could you let them escape? If Sakharin finds the ship before we do, it's over. This isn't just a ship. He wants vengeance. And then, look. This may sound crazy, but I've got a plan. Excellent. Did you hit anything? Oh dear. Run! We're not there yet! No! Oh, you looked a little cold, so I lit a wee fire. In a boat! Well, this is a fine mess. I won't pretend! The one thing I always have a problem with these motion capture movies is sometimes it looks absolutely amazing. Um, The opening scene I thought was fantastic, but then you always get the rubbery looking characters and it always distracts me in the movies. Yeah. And I wish they didn't do that. Well, I I think that for the most part, all of the faces are really good. And this movie, like the, the worst I've ever seen it was in Beowulf where the faces looked good, but everything else looked like shit. So like... When people were talking, it looked pretty good, but their clothes looked like they were Shrek, you know? <laughs> and this movie, there's a couple times where, like, you see the camels, and the camels look like they're from an animated movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I thought for the most part that, that, that the... Oh, yeah. It was it was at least, when, when things weren't quite realistic, they were stylized, you know? Yeah, I will so, say it's my favorite animated movie of the year. Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh. Mm. 
Um, I thought the animation was great. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, no, 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 no not the no. animation. Like I thought it looked. I just sometimes they look rubbery. Yeah, he's talking about the sort of the CG, not necessarily just the... the style, the art style. Because um, it's supposed to be in that, as you said, uncanny valley. Like it's yeah, that's like what he's we can't get away with not... being perfectly lifelike, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're no. gonna just fall this in this little the, place the, and also no. stylize it a little bit so it no. doesn't look creepy. No, 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 no. exactly. No, I, I, I know, I, I, <laughs> I get, I get that part. It's just sometimes it really takes me out of it when they they look like rubber. Like the the the, the opera singer was the biggest one for me. Oh, you're yeah, you know, because yeah, she looked a little weird because it looked weird. Because I I was thinking, oh, maybe she's part of the scheme because she's a dude dressed up as an opera singer because <laughs> it didn't look natural to me. <laughs> you're but, right. Uh-huh. It's funny, in the first, like, 20 minutes, I had sort of the opposite problem where I would see shots and I'd be like, how is that not real? And then I realized yeah. it was actually distracting because I wasn't watching the movie and enjoying the movie. I was going like, no way, that's not real. Oh, man, that looks good. Um, anyway. But it starts innocent enough. I mean, um, Tintin's in a market and he's getting his picture drawn. And the, <laughs> the picture was really cute because it's a nod to the uh, comic strip Yeah, that looked like him. And, and he just went really to long. buy a boat. And it turns out this boat had a bigger mystery to it. Yeah. And it's cool that they just sort of, like, they don't try to set this up as some kind of origin story or anything like that. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's just, hey, Tintin's a great investigative report. <laughs> I thought the credits in this movie were fantastic, too. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Back-to-back movies same, with amazing credits. In the credits. same day, we saw the two runners for best opening credits this year. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the, it's one of those things I watch all year. I'm always looking for really great opening Me credits. Too. and I bet I'll, I'll look this up later. I'm sure it's probably the same people who did the opening credits for Catch Me If You Can. Oh yeah, and it had the same feel of Catch Me If You Can because yeah. you know the John Williams score and uh, yeah. they were. I mean, it's the it's a very similar score. We'll say that. Um, yeah, no, that, the whole opening sequence is really fun. Uh, that, the whole yeah, no, the whole movie. The just, whole movie was pretty fun. Um, you know, uh, my, my one of my favorite actually aspects of the whole movie is how much the camera moved. Yeah, and it was always like it seemed it's just one continuous long shot. Um, uh, one of my favorites was when they're on the ship and it pans out and it shows the guy with the gun and he's looking. Then it pans back to those two and you know Tintin takes the bottle. Then it pans back and he goes to hit him with it. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and, it. Um, there were a couple times in the movie where I realized that there were shots that I don't expect from Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and I think and it's because he was clearly like, "Oh, I can do anything here." Exactly. I, can... I think that was one of the biggest, the strongest things with that movie yeah. is Spielberg was say given a you know a medium where he could say you know what I can move this camera wherever I want and I can still capture these actors performing and then I can fill in the rest of it around it and it was it was funny I talked about this on the podcast back when it happened but there was an interview with Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams and James Cameron and he specifically talked about that because he was James Cameron all of James Cameron's questions were really like hey aren't I cool because his question was really? something like James Cameron's his, his question was something like hey you get to play around with that thing I invented where you can you know uh, create a digital world and then walk around with this camera and place the camera anywhere you want wasn't that cool that you don't have any restrictions and he was kind of like yeah it was, it was cool I'll probably never do it again like his he was clearly he was excited by the fact that he got a chance to do it but he he is still in love with um, having a physical camera and all the all of the limitations that come with that. Um, so we will probably never see a movie like this again. But it was really Well, I think special. Peter Jackson's going to direct the second one. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are worried because, I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to do too well in America, unfortunately. Um, but, I mean, it's already made something like $250 million overseas. So. Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. overseas loved it. So 
and it's I, th- I think it'll do all right i mean our theater was pretty empty but it's also i don't really think that this weekend is a huge you know and maybe people aren't into the 3d one maybe yeah, they don't maybe. like to see yeah. the regular so yeah because because when when christmas is on a sunday i don't know that that actually inspires people to go out to the movies as much as if you were on a thursday and people are off on friday or if you were on you know tuesday you know um maybe yeah so brad you were kind of in the sure camp yeah. but uh what was uh your impression of the movies and stuff like that i don't know uh like i agree it was visually amazing like it's so like when was the last time Spielberg had a movie come out? Like I just miss his Warhorse. It's not even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, yeah, um, Spielberg's last movie? Why can't is it Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull, yeah. No, think... no, no. It's not Crystal Skull. Well, you're it's... looking it up, I'll explain myself some more. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um but yeah, just, I was just amazed, like all the different creative shots he yeah. got and kept, a... kept the camera moving and um I actually the again, this this movie suffered from a lot of just exposition, like characters just like remembering mm. things and saying oh, it to the audience like Haddock's whole thing like and it, yeah. it's told better because it's CG he has that ability to like remove the background and kind of like yeah. I loved how he connected Haddock remembering everything to actually seeing it yeah. like interchanging between him and real life right now and what he was imagining in his head after he was while sober. he was drunk <laughs> I was a little confused because, yeah. like, when he was in the desert, he was still... He gets sober to, to start remembering, and then he has to get drunk to remember again. Yeah. As somebody that has to deal with this a lot, he would probably have died by that point. <laughs> yeah. alcohol, well, if, you, if you're an alcoholic and you go without alcohol for, like... That can kill you within, like, 48 hours. It is so a cartoon, so... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I, so there he were... had the DTs. Remembering. I can't blame you for that because I had the same thoughts where I was like, you know, I well, I was having different thoughts that I had. I had to remind myself like it's a cartoon, don't worry about it. But I was thinking things like, Dude, what is this telling kids about alcoholism? I like that, that was really. They really make a lot of like if you sober up, you can realize your true potential by oh, being. Oh yeah, a, no, there were like a, there were good me- there were there were like good lessons, and then there were also like. Oh well, you know, but you can drink a little. Like that's not a big deal, you know. I really liked that alcoholism was funny. I like that. And I also <laughs> like the amount of gun violence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love that Tintin just rocks like, a gun. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I, you know, I went into this doing absolutely nothing about Tintin, and when it was over, I was like, "This dude is cool." But yeah, I did love seeing his, uh, you know, his newspaper clippings on his board as well. Were pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. I think uh, they're referencing actual. I think they are too. Oh, yeah. strips, so he wrote yeah. something like forty of them, or book little books. I, I yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna research it when we're done here because I'm kind of interested now. But I asked for one for Christmas, so nice. I might I might be able to read one soon. But yeah, and then yeah. like just the story itself of like you know bad guy looking for a treasure. It's it's not that yeah. complicated, but the way it's told, I really enjoy. Like visually, it's yeah. when you have those tools, like Spielberg definitely takes advantage of them. Oh yeah, and I think especially so. for me, it was kind of cool because you're right like the the plot itself is sort of simple but because all of these characters are new to me and they're not sort of introduced they're just like oh okay here we go you know so then scenes that would sort of be simple if it were an indiana jones movie are a little more complex because i was like oh this is oh that's you know the rules with snowy are he can do these kinds of things but not others and you know he likes sandwiches and not keys um oh, it reminds me um when they're on the plane and hex like points out Towards like, oh, there's sand. If you think about it from that 
camera angle shooting him, if he put his hand out like that, it would have been clipped off. Color <laughs> <laughs> blade. Oh, but because yeah. it's at that angle, you don't think about it. But if yeah. you were at the other side, yeah, gone. Yeah. But I love the uh, <laughs> I love the chase through the uh, the Arabian town. What's the name of the town? Uh, Bagharab. Yeah, something. Bagharab, something like that. Something Arabian. But when he uh, was riding the motorcycle and he jumped uh, through the window and was oh that was well, amazing. Well, that was that was the shot that I think I talked about this that uh, when I first saw that trailer and we got up to the, I was kind of lukewarm on this movie as far as the trailers were concerned until um, there was a trailer where they showed the beginning of that scene where he's riding his motorcycle and the motorcycle starts falling apart and now he's holding, he's gliding down this thing and I literally covered my face like no this is too cool I have to stop watching because I don't want to spoil it for the movie and you know what that scene just keeps going mm-hmm. and there's a there's all kinds of crazy shit going on mm-hmm. and it's it's the kind of action scene where when I see it again it'll be just as fun and fresh because there are things I don't remember there was a part where they're in like a tower and they're swinging around and I was like wait what wait how do we get into this tower I don't yeah. remember that you know and then we were out you know um, and characters go off and other stuff's happening that you don't get to see but it yeah. comes back and involves mm-hmm. himself again yeah, it's just... oh, it's too and cool. I love the uh, Jaws reference in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Tintin's cowlick yeah. oh yeah all the playing around with the t- cowlick was good yeah. and yeah. Jaws hanging from the ceiling and Jaws was the... hanging from the ceiling oh I didn't even think of yeah. that yeah Bruce the Bruce. shark yeah. man yeah that whole scene in the in the ship when they they open up that that barracks door and all the guy the boats going back and forth and the guys in their beds are sliding back and forth still asleep. Oh, it was yeah. good. It's too good. Well, it was a cool movie. Yeah, it, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, people should check it out. That's for sure. I think so too. And I totally want to see it. I want to see a bunch of these movies. And yeah, because yeah, now you know with the Tintin, I really want to read the comics because obviously um, Thompson and Thompson, played by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, are they must be some really bumbling characters throughout the whole series because yeah. they're so well known. And I think they get different names. They're not always called Thompson and Thompson. Hmm. Um, I learned that because I watch a lot of Amazing Ways. By the way, if you're carrying your cane on your arm, like, why do you have a cane? Because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's classy. It's a classy you might, thing. You, to do. you might need to pull a dog and his boy out of the street. Or off stage. Or off stage. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Laura. <laughs> I don't know if my wife wants everybody to leave or she's <laughs> she's just showing off. Like I opened my Christmas presents early because yeah. I don't behave. That's she. That's why she opened her Christmas presents early because she knew I got those pajamas for. She her because... knew you got them because they were in a box that said well, "Hey, jammies." Because she told box. me. Ex- she told me exactly what to get. Uh, next year, you should totally pin the, pin it to his shirt and send him to the store with it. Yeah, I think it's a good color. idea. <laughs> because actually, she didn't look at him right when I was at this Victoria's Secret store. I said, <laughs> I'm looking for the black and pink striped pajamas. And they said, we don't have those. We only have them in flannel. I said, well, she wants long johns. And they didn't have any pink ones at the mills. So I drove all the way to Flatiron just to get her those ones that oh. were pink. No, Flatiron is in Flatiron is not near Boulder at all. It's nearer to Boulder than Fort Collins. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, <coughs> yeah, Tintin was, was lots really of fun. Good. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that he rocks a gun. Yeah. He's a badass reporter. How, how did he get to be a reporter with a gun? And how old is he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was a place where was like... Be my guess. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had to be. supposed to be like... But, but there was a, there was a little I moment of like is he supposed like yeah. maybe he's not old enough to drink you know it was weird um, 
but cool. And I guess he always gets captured too, because that was in the title sequence too, where he got captured, and then he got captured oh, yeah. in the movie. Um, but yeah, yeah I was kind of afraid that the the opening sequence would be like like Mission Impossible, where oh, you're telling us plot points of this movie, but it wasn't. It was just a completely different little story, you know. It's kind of like a generic story. Yeah, like, yeah I was like, hey, yeah. we need this. Yeah, because the thing Tintin's chasing the bad guy, and yeah. he caught him. Hey, that's what a, he does. There's mm-hmm. a there's a shiny thing, and the bad guy got it. Uh oh, we got to get it back. Yeah, it was cool, really cool. It was cool. So next week, nothing opens, but. I think we'll be able to talk about Warhorse, um, yep. which I'll be seeing. And what else comes out? I'm going to try and see Sherlock. Holmes, and then I'm going to try to see The Artist, I think. The Artist, uh, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. A couple of those try ones. we finish off a couple more before we do our end so, of the podcast. So um, next Friday will be kind of our wrap-up of movies we need to see. And then the following Friday, which will be the... January it'll be 8th? 6th? Six, six. Just use your date and time on your laptop. I don't want to because it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'd do it, but it'll cancel the recording. So, well, this computer says it's the seventeenth. I just want to give people a definitive day so I this can start making says banner it's art. Saturday, the seventeenth of December. So, I'm pretty sure it won't give me good information. If you double click it, it'll bring up the calendar. No, I won't because I use a widget that's not the normal calendar. Oh, yeah. So Ryan's phone. Just leave me that's alone. Thing. Don't it is January like, 6th. Fight games. January 6th. Oh, who said January 6th? Who was an English Richard and still, still can I do said math? January 6th. No, I said January. Are you fucking kidding me? I said it. Brad, roll back <laughs> the tape. Say, I didn't things. <laughs> Anyways, so next week, me and Brad will be talking about War Horse and what we saw the rest of the week. Then January 6th will be our year end movie wrap up with our top 10 movies. Fireworks. Cool. <laughs> Don't get too close. Light them and run away. Oh, man. And we have a lot of movies because I actually really enjoyed this year in movies so far. So. Potentially 30 different movies. <laughs> Potentially. You know, I think there might be. Um, oh, no, no, no. There's definitely some overlap. There will be overlap. But potentially but 30. But potentially <laughs> 30. And then uh, make sure you think of um, some, you know, categories you want us to talk about, like favorite hero, favorite villain, favorite score, least favorite movie, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, worse than Creature. So stay tuned for that. Hey, we know we, there's there are going to be categories. There will be, you know, just a you know, send us your top tens and send top us, worst. Yeah, yeah, send us your top ten. You can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Anything you send us, we will read on the internet. We we will. You can. You know also, what? Not anyone can read things on the internet. No. <laughs> you can also email us realnerds at gmail You can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds, and read our blog. Tumblr.realnerds.com. Realnerds.tumblr.com. I didn't read and listen. That. You can, and you can listen there. So, yeah, until next week, bye. Bye. And Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Oh, shit. Jerwanza. Brad said something at the end. Yeah, Holy shnikes. Sure. Yeah, and the video game one, he said game over. So he's, he's, oh, dude. he's getting better. Oh, he's warming I'm up. learning. He is. Oh, he's, he's learning how to be friendly, just like the girl with the dragon. Hello, tattoo. everybody. Yes. Oh, I messed up. Uh, cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp, womp.